fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crafton, and I'm coming to you from the redwoods of Northern California. And my name is Carl Mandrilli, coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? How's Colorado? It's good. Yeah, I'm just doing good. This is um, yeah, this is just you and me this time, right? No guest. No guest. Okay. A little something different. You know, I wanted to chat with you about a couple things that you had going on. We're getting ready for a storm on uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you want to talk? Do you want to talk weather? We're not talking weather. Is, do I need to do more band topics again, Mike? A storm's coming. Wait, what? For, for the last three episodes, you've given me a hard time about the weather in California. You know, because we've had oh. earthquakes. I've been busy with storms. We haven't been able to record, and so I finally bring up weather, and now you're going to ban this topic too. I've given you a hard time about the weather on the last three episodes. I think you're like, are you making stuff up? Like you're just generating your own ideas, and then projected them upon me. I specifically banned weather topics like two episodes ago, and then I, I don't know. We, we, I Like last episode, we didn't do a banned topic list. But banned topic list, weather, weather. <laughs> California yeah. weather. I thought you'd be excited about the weather coming up. No, we're, we're you know, Sierras are going to get slammed okay. again. So yeah. uh, it's going to You're be violating the banned topic list. You're well, still violating it. I know. I don't care. I'm going to talk about free shipping also in a minute. <laughs> don't worry about it. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? It's either free shipping or paid shipping. <laughs> Calculated shipping. Calculated shipping. Which one are you? Is it free shipping? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, that was the worst dad joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Usually a pretty good one. You're correcting too. who's at the door. You're wrecking the joke and then saying it's a bad joke. Was, Goodness gracious. It's a really bad joke. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. What's the, what's this episode about? What are we talking about today? So kind of all over the place with this one. Obviously, we don't have any interviews. I wanted to chat with you about something that you do that I would consider you as an expert in, and that's mm. going to be video games or video game consoles. Mm-hmm. Kind of wanted to pick your brain about what you got going on when you go up to a yard sale, what you're looking for, how you sell it, how okay. you test it. I want you to teach me. So you want to do a video game episode is what you're saying? Uh, Yeah, I do. Because it's an area I'm really deficient in, and I want to be able to look out for it because you're making like $50,000, $75,000 a year on video games. and (laughs) Incorrect. I want to to be able to make that much money, too. That's one thing that I sell, for sure, but it's not nearly the only thing I sell. But um, yeah, and just to clarify what you said there, I do know, I don't know everything. I do know a fair bit, but I'm not a gamer like this is not a passion of mine where I'm, I'm looking for things so that I could play those things and I'm just yeah I just happen to know about them because back when I was in my early 20s I worked at Best Buy and I saw how popular video games were so I realized mm-hmm. there was a market for them even for older stuff and I'm honestly I don't know if I've told this story but that's how I got into the whole garage selling thing was I saw an old like handheld uh, what was it like a Game Boy Advance system with some games mm-hmm that somebody was selling for five bucks and I liked selling things on eBay, but I didn't really know how to source them. And so I was like, wait a second, that has to be worth more than five bucks. And so I bought it and resold it. And mm-hmm. that was kind of what got me going. But uh, the other thing too, that I want to warn you about before we get into this is that I probably have different opinions about some of the video game stuff. And so I've literally thrown away hundreds of dollars of video game stuff on purpose. Sure. On purpose. So I'll tell you why later, but um, okay. just, just, yeah, disclaimer there. So you're clarifying that our podcast is not 
about streaming video games. Thank you for clearing that up. And it is about reselling video games, which we're reselling <laughs> podcasts. So. Are you making fun of what I just said? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I don't want to get lumped in with like, not that, you know, I just, I'm, I'm an outside person, not an inside person. That's I'm not a gamer. I just want to make that clear. I just I want make, to make money clear. off of video games. And if anybody out there is a gamer, you know, as, as long as you're doing it and you're not over obsessed with it, awesome, but get outside more because outside's where it's at. <laughs> Outside is where we should <laughs> Unless be. you have California weather, apparently. Perfect. Well, it's either beautiful like today at 70 degrees or Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We, we already banned this topic. <laughs> I, my so, fault. I brought it up. I brought it up. Would you say that you have 10,000 hours of experience in selling video games or sourcing video games? No. 10,000 hours? Yeah, I know what you're saying. To, to be like an expert at something, right? Yeah. I would consider you an expert. 10,000 hours is so long. I guess if you're talking like driving around looking for stuff at garage sales, if you added that all up me no i still don't think so researching them testing them yeah maybe half figuring that. out what all the good stuff is so you're half an expert on video games that right. is more qualified than what i am right now okay so i will take it all right so we'll come up with some really good tips hopefully if you if you like reselling electronics or video game stuff or you've tried it and maybe it didn't go so well i've got some stuff but it's mike's mm -hmm. job to pull it out of me so mike what questions do you have i got some good questions First, I wanted to talk to you about something else that happened to me, though. So I sourced, was at an estate sale. They had a, a complete set of uh, the Book of Life, a 19, 1986-30-volume Book of Life. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the Book of Life? No, it sounds, like, like in, like, sounds cultish. What is it? No, they're kind of like encyclopedias. They talk okay. about all kinds of different things. Well, I, I listed on eBay. I was going to take a loss for it. I bought them for 13 bucks. Mm -hmm. And this guy offered me like 10. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not moving them. They're big. There's 30 of them. It's just, it was a mistake. So I uh, accepted the offer. And then he gets back to me and he's like, oh, man, uh, how much do these books weigh? And, and I told him 45 pounds. He's like, oh, man, it's going to be like eight bucks to ship them internationally over to Ni <laughs> he's he's in nigeria <laughs> and so here here's the dilemma so he messaged me and he said this oh man i really want these books i really want them for my son this is how i learned how to read was by these book of life books mm -hmm. and i'm like oh this is great he was being super genuine we had had a conversation back and forth and then when he goes oh it's going to be too much in shipping and I'm like, I just, I, I want to take a loss on these. I just want them out of my inventory, out of my garage. I don't want them where donate them. Yeah. And so then, then he's telling me oh, it's going to be eight bucks. And I'm like, eight bucks doesn't seem very much to go over to Nigeria. Right. But then I'm thinking, I was talking to Jen earlier and I'm like, I'm like, well, eight bucks. Is that a lot of money compared, you know, on a conversion factor to us dollars. Mm. And I almost wanted to say, I will discount these $8 and get them shipped over to you, but it's going to be my first international ship. I don't know what kind of headache I'm going to come up with that. I don't know how easy it's going to be. I don't know if $8 is actually the, the fee price to ship these overseas. Mm -hmm. So I just ended up, he canceled the offer and uh, I still got the books, but okay. have you done anything international at all? I mean, just their international program, but yeah, I, I have some reactions to what you're just saying. First of all, my okay. first thought was, is he some sort of like a Nigerian prince? Who... He did offer to send me some money if I could okay. cash a cashier's check for him. Okay, but... that's what I was curious about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't inherit a gold mine over there for some reason. I didn't even know I had. 
<laughs> the other thought too is like this is this is riding the fine line of you want to help somebody out you're willing to go the extra mile even take a loss for somebody but you're not just taking a loss monetarily like it's going to take a lot of time to package them up you're going to be using some of your you know a bit i assume a big box some of your pack material you got to bring it down to the post office like it's an effort on your part and you're trying to run, you're, you're trying to start really like an eBay business or like, you know, a side hustle business. And so it's great to help people out. So you've got to figure out where that line is for you. Is this a reasonable ask? And honestly, for the books, like maybe it is, to be honest. Like if, some, if mm -hmm. I'm, if somebody, you know, has like, like this is something that's helpful for me to learn a language. Like this is something that I want to pass along. Like that sounds like an honorable thing. But some of the things I've sold were somebody's like, oh, um, I like, I'm getting my paycheck on Friday. Can you hold this for me? Like, I really want this item so bad, or can you discount it for me? I want, I want it so bad. And it's like, a, you know, it's like a video game system. I'm like, you don't yeah. need the video game system. Like this is not an essential piece yeah. of life for you. And so I, I'm less inclined to, to do that. I'm just like, maybe if you're really riding paycheck to paycheck, maybe don't buy the video game system. Maybe put some yeah. money away, like save a little bit. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And that's kind of why I was willing to do it. I just wasn't willing to take the chance. So that's where I got hooked up because he was, like I said, we had a conversation back and forth. He was being genuine, I could tell. And then I was just hung up on that eight bucks. I didn't want to be naive and say, oh, I'm going to ship these books, these 45 pounds of media to Nigeria and it's only going to cost me an extra eight bucks mm -hmm. or I'm going to lose an extra eight bucks. I'm going to get to the post office. I'm going to ship these things. The shipping supplies in my time, it's no big deal because I'm learning, right? This is a learning experience okay. for me. So I can imagine myself shipping these out and then eBay hitting me with like a $1,200 shipping bill for $45 to Nigeria or 45 pounds oh. to Nigeria. And I just no. didn't want to risk that. Oh yeah. Know? You can always cancel the sale at that point, but Honestly, if it's something that's going to be, you know, a massive headache to sell, it's a massive item, whatever, like, and it's not selling, you're, you're lowering your price to a point where you're like, I'm going to end up taking a loss on this. I would just rather donate it at that point, especially if it's not, if you're talking like hundreds of dollars, it's one thing, but if you're talking like tens of dollars, I think I would just rather donate it. Yeah. So yeah. get it out of there. Yeah, me too. They had a good sell-through rate, though. These ones in my area were really damp, and it's a really uh, humid climate. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, I guess, yeah, you call it humid. So it had a little bit of mold on the outside, but the pages were perfect. It's just the outsides were You're trying to sell moldy I, books. Moldy books. Wow. Yeah, and it's not black mold, though. It's not the bad okay. mold. It's just coastal mold. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's different way less gross thanks mike <laughs> all right i'm gonna have to donate these yeah, That's get rid of them i get them out really of there i didn't want to donate them yeah okay <laughs> moving into the topic we have on video games so i do want to get into video games but i you know i played video games when i was younger obviously i had a super nintendo and had the atari all that kind of stuff but when i go to a garage sale i don't know what games are mm -hmm. big like I've seen you buy uh, Mario, mm -hmm. so I assume Mario is pretty big. What am I looking for when I get to the yard sale, and what am I? What games am I looking for, and what games am I calling junk? Am I passing? Okay, up? that's a fair question. A lot to say about that, but yeah, I think typically if you're starting out, I would start looking more for systems. Where if you can buy a system with some games, kind of like a full package deal, um, you know. 
then if you can buy it like for under 20 bucks, then that's a good start. You'll kind of learn from there. But if you're trying to buy individual games, like you're best off just looking them up. Generally speaking, the mm. sports games, you know, like where it's like NCAA 2010 or 2K10 or whatever it is, like generally speaking, there's definitely some valuable ones there, but they're so rare, you're not going to typically come across them. And those are not ones you'd want to buy kind of as one-offs. So I would just try to buy the whole system. But know this is if you do end up trying to go down this road of video gameness, you are committing some time because you got to test out that stuff. You can get into some serious yeah. trouble, negative feedback, uh, scam stuff if you haven't thoroughly tested it out ahead of time. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, so just know that you got to be prepared to do that. But if you are looking for one-off games, yeah, typically the Mario games are pretty good. Again, if they're selling for more than five bucks a piece, you might want to check the pricing on them because sometimes they might only be worth five to ten bucks. Might not be worth your time to to flip them. Um, but packaging sure. them up or yeah, trying to to bundle them is going to be where where it's at for that. So those are the things I would look out for. So I'm buying even smaller valued games, but I'm going to bundle them for a higher price, and then I'm looking for mario or sports games to sell for one off as a profit is what you're trying to tell me no incorrect <laughs> everything you said there was correct until the end okay. you don't want the sports games avoid the sports avoid. games. okay that's what i'm saying avoid yeah. the sports games yeah yeah you don't want those all right so that might be an extra clarification so when you're giving me these tips clarify if you're talking about just nintendo or if you're rolling into playstation type of stuff well mario is yeah mario is nintendo right and then although technically i did sell a mario atari game earlier this year okay. i didn't even know they had that thing but that yeah it's kind of started off on atari not that you need to know that but yeah other than that like sports games are sports games doesn't matter the system mm -hmm. generally speaking they're not valuable all right so moving into systems okay. now when you roll up to a yard sale and you see a system like i I saw an Atari 2600 on, on Facebook Marketplace the other day. It was, oh okay. my gosh, this thing was clean. It was the wood console looking one. It had the box. It had cardboard. It had uh, styrofoam. The controllers looked great. It had uh, the paddles even. And it was only 100 bucks. And I looked at it. I looked them up, looked up comps. And they were selling for pretty good. So I wish mm -hmm. I could, I wish I would have bought that one because I could have bought a couple of games for it and turned around and flipped it for 150, something like that. Made a good price. So when you roll up to a yard sale, okay. you see a box full of just junk in mm -hmm. a box, just game consoles, cords, controllers, wired controllers, wireless controllers. What, what are you looking for mm -hmm. to you? what are you looking for in that box are you looking for dirtiness are you looking for broken parts are you looking for wired controllers versus yeah. wireless controllers okay uh that's a good question i don't come across those types of boxes very often i think maybe like once or twice a year strangely one of those times was with you last summer where it wasn't even a, what was it? it was like a, a laundry basket <laughs> yeah it was there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that la that laundry basket had old, broken, whatever parts and pieces. And I think I did. Mm -hmm. I think I did what I'm about to say, which was I just like it's fun to pick through that stuff, but for time purposes, just make an offer on the whole thing. Isn't that what I did? I, th mm -hmm. I feel like I did that. I think I, think so. I said like I think seventy so. bucks yeah. for the whole thing, right? 
And then you brought the husband out and asked him to go and bring out more of his stuff too, didn't you? Well, I didn't go into the house and ask the husband to come out. No, no, <laughs> the no, wife no. Did. You, you asked the wife to go get the husband. And, she decided yeah, to. I was like, do you have X? And she's like, oh, my husband does. And then I forget how it went down. You might have. A... She even called him out that she, that he was supposed to get all that stuff yeah. out way before. It the was sale. like parts and pieces. Funny. There was junk everywhere. It had it like, I don't know, like there was skins. Sega, there was like a Wi-Fi was... router that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. which don't typically sell for a whole lot, but that one happened to. And yeah, so I think you just want to, you don't want to like sift through unless the price is high, then maybe pick out some things. But if you can get a good price on like a whole box or a whole laundry basket, just mm-hmm. make an offer on the whole thing. And, that, and not just for video games, just for anything. If there's like multiple things you see that are valuable in, in, a, in a box, they haven't cleaned it out, just make an offer on the whole box. Then you get some hidden treasures mm-hmm. in there. It's kind of fun. Okay, what about when you come across one system? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for, if it's really dirty, are you passing it up? Are you looking for clean systems? Oh, or are you lo- <sighs> that's a good question. I think that at a garage sale, like typically, especially if it's like a community sale where you're not going to remember where you got stuff because you're just kind of going from one to the other, I would just mm-hmm. assume that the system doesn't work, okay? And so if okay. you assume it doesn't work and then you look at the price, can you still make some money or at least break even on it if it's broken? And, and the way to, to make money on that would be you can sell a system for parts, you can part it out with, you know, whether it's the games or whether it's the controllers, but if it's if you you know if it's low enough price where you can make some money on it, even if it's not working, I think you have it's only a win because then if it does work, then it's worth mm-hmm. more, right? So it doesn't matter how dirty mm-hmm. it is. Like sometimes the dirtier the better because they're willing to kind of drop the price on it. Um, yeah. So as long as it's not you know like I don't know if it's missing cords and stuff like unless it's a really old system, cords are pretty easy to find and replace. A lot of times you might even have them in your own house. If it's like more Nintendo mm-hmm. stuff, you might have to buy them because they're kind of, you know, proprietary. But I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm pretty are. flexible. I'm just pretty much mm-hmm. like, you know, if the price gotcha. is right, just grab and go. Good. So into controllers. Now, I know that there's a difference between wireless and wired controllers. Uh, is there a market for wired controllers or should we only be looking for wireless controllers? I, I guess I'm not looking for controllers, right? I'm looking for... Oh, you don't look, you don't see boxes of controllers at yard sales? Like a box full of, like every once in a while, I'll see like a collection of controllers. You'll see a box full of controllers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Controllers with the wires and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, for how much? How much is the box? Oh, I haven't even tried to pay attention to them because I know nothing about them. I'm just learning. Oh, I would. If the box is cheap enough, you're talking like five, ten bucks. Just buy the box and you can figure it out. But I'm sure that there's probably knockoff controllers, right? Knockoff uh, Mm -hmm. Nintendo controllers or Xbox controllers. There's all that stuff, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of strategies for that stuff too. And sometimes those are worth, those are still valuable. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah, I guess if I just see the controllers, I'm not like determining if it's wired or wireless. If it looks like it's brand, then I'll buy it if it's cheap enough. Older controllers, just depending, aren't worth as much. Typically, the wireless controllers are worth more, but a lot of them have issues with, you know, like especially, especially like the PlayStation stuff, like they don't always work. So you'd have to figure out if you have a system to test them out on. Or you can take a flyer on it and say, this works. And then if it doesn't work and you send it off and they're like, this doesn't work, then you have to pay the refund. So it's kind of like a, it's a risk. But yeah, I'm just looking for whatever. And if it's cheap enough, I just buy it. That's kind of my strategy. See, and the reason why I'm asking yeah. with that, because I just, just uh, yesterday, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Saturday, 
just Saturday, I passed up a box full of TV remote controls. And mm. it was because they're all dirty. For how much? Uh, I didn't even, I didn't how even much ask. Didn't have a price. Didn't ask. There were so. But what if he? What if they just said a dollar? Like, why would you? Yeah, you know, if it's a yeah. dollar, surely one of those would be valuable. They're right? just so dirty. I was gonna spend all kinds of time cleaning them, researching them, looking for mm. corroded battery compartments. It was just gonna be a headache. Okay. So I gotcha. passed them up. Yeah. Then it's not worth it. I so you're looking for okay. you're looking for systems. You're not really looking for controllers. And then no, no, I'll buy the controllers. I'm just not. I'm not like looking for any one particular mm-hmm. thing. I'm just like, okay, it, if it looks like it's valuable, I'll mm-hmm. buy it. I don't typically break it down and analyze it on the spot. I just kind of have done it long enough to generally know, you know, basically. If it, I think my my rule of thumb is, if it's cheap enough, just buy it and figure it out later. And if I lose five or ten bucks here and there, it's not going to gotcha, kill me. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Is there a certain kind of system that we should be looking out for? Like the Super Nintendos or Sega's selling better or what? Which Xbox, uh, PlayStation? Nintendo's generally do pretty well, except for the Wii's. They, they made a lot of those like white Nintendo Wii yeah. systems. So those ones you won't make as much money on for sure. You can still make some money on and maybe if it's packaged with games, it's a good deal. But generally speaking, you're not going to be raking it in. The newer systems are typically going to be where you make the most money, but they're also going to be way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Even at garage sales, they'll be expensive. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody selling like vintage stuff, like the old Nintendo or Super Nintendo, and they have a, a game package with it, and they're selling it for a couple hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Stay away from that person. They're not even worth negotiating with because typically they're selling it for more than what you could buy it for online. Oh. And they're, they, they're just, yeah. It's typically an older person who doesn't, who is fine to keep it. They don't have to sell mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I walk away. I sometimes I don't even look at the rest of their stuff because I'm like, oh, this is all mm-hmm. overpriced. So yeah, those are my tips for that. But I, yeah, I don't know. I would just buy whatever if it's a good enough price and test it out. And if you have the time for it, see if it sells. So when you're selling these things, yeah. now let's move over to when you're, when you've listed them and you're selling them, are you, and this could apply to any electronics, are you, Taking record of the serial number. So if somebody s- buys it and then turns around and returns, uh, kind of like dupes you on it and returns a broken one, are you keeping track of the serial numbers on these machines? Oh my gosh. That's next level stuff right there. Next oh. level. If you're selling a ton of this stuff, the organizational side of that would be, I don't know. I guess if you include it in the listing, then you could compare it, right? I suppose that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. If the serial number is obvious, you don't have to dig for it. It's not like on a smartphone, for example, where you've got to constantly be digging for those things. Yeah, maybe it's worth it. Or maybe for mm-hmm. a more more expensive item. That's a really smart thing to do. You're, you're not even asking. This is like more of like a suggestion than a question, right? Uh, no, it's a question. <laughs> I want to know because I know that okay. you've had a couple of returns of brand new products. And you're like, I don't know if this mm-hmm. guy you know, put a broken one in there and took the good one or not. And it got me right. thinking because I just sold a high value item recently and I didn't take the serial number on it. And I, I'm yeah, home. I need to do that. I had a big sale this past year where I should have done that. I was kind of crossing my fingers hoping that it wasn't yeah. going to be returned and it worked out. But yeah, that's a that's really actually it's just good advice, man. Yeah. Um, I would say that do that for items that you know that typically are higher value for you or that mm-hmm. you suspect might be an issue. So in terms of, you know, unfortunately it's the day and age that we live in that people aren't, aren't as honest as some of us, you know, we wish that we could sell items to people that are honest and 
aren't going to try to to send back something that's broken or damaged. Right. Return and keep our good product. Right. All right. For sure. Good questions, man. Thanks, man. It's good advice on the consoles. I, w- I really want to get into them, but I, when I see them, I just don't know what I'm looking for. And I see, but I like your idea. If it's a good price, just take a chance on it. Probably the last question with video game consoles. I know, I know you're a big eBay guy and, and, and you're a Facebook marketplace guy. You let you let strangers come to your house all the time. It's just totally <laughs> unnerving to me. And not <laughs> so, inside my house, just to clarify. <laughs> totally creepy. But hey, it works for some people. I know a lot of people that do that. Are there any other other outlets that you do to sell your video game consoles? Like there is there a website that is just for used video game consoles and video games? I'm sure. Yeah, I, this is where you and I are probably not as experienced because people are selling all you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'll sell on Craigslist. I actually am more likely to sell. I actually I guess I'm fifty fifty now. Facebook to Craigslist, but if it's something where I, if I'm trying to get the most money out of something and it's newer, I'll typically be able to sell it on eBay. If it's something where it's like vintage stuff. I might be able to sell it on Craigslist or Facebook, but yeah, that's a good question. There's probably other, other sites out there, but that's where I've kind of been easy peasy for me. All right. So if any of the listeners out there know of any kind of other websites that we should be paying attention to, get a hold of us at the Pickers Podcast on Instagram. It seems like uh, that's where I answer most of the questions from our listeners. So yeah. That'd be good advice to have, and we can bring it to you guys because I know that there's got to be all kinds of different places that people are selling things than what mm-hmm. we than just our little small little universe that we're in. Correct. All right. So I want to know why did you throw away hundreds of dollars worth of video game stuff? <laughs> uh, okay. So this is my personal policy: is that if there is a game. That's M rated. That's like the mature rating on it. Mm -hmm. Not always, but there's typically things in there that are going to be inappropriate that I would not want to pass along to somebody else, especially a kid. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I know some people don't have issues with that. Some people have different policies about what they let their kids do or they let their kids watch. Mm -hmm. And I'm certainly not perfect in this area, but I feel like this is an easy win for me to take something out of circulation that probably shouldn't be in circulation. Like for example, like a grand theft auto, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not really a very encouraging video game to do good things. Um, any, you know, just any games that it's, I just kind of, my policy is any game that's M rated. So what I'll do is I'll take it and I'll just destroy it and then I'll throw it away. So whether mm-hmm. that's cutting a disc or snipping part of a cartridge or whatever, I'll, I'll literally destroy it and then I'll throw it away. And as it's turned out over the years, some of those games have actually been quite valuable. Mm-hmm. So including one that I bought last summer where it's like a package deal where I actually spent some money on a couple systems knowing that some of the games were valuable and, and what, and uh, yeah, I didn't do as well on that as I thought as a result, but I'm trying to stick to my, you know, have my character be consistent, integrity yeah. intact, and you got to make your own decision about that. But I feel like that's just a safe, a safe play for me. So what's your reaction to that? No, I admire that. Um, I, I'm a, <laughs> I admire it a lot because I'm not, <laughs> I don't think I would do that. I think I would still sell it, but okay. you would sell Grand Theft Auto is what you're saying. Cause I actually play Grand Theft Auto. I like playing. I like driving around and you like stealing cars virtually and shooting people up there. With that being said, 
you know, there were some aspects of the game that I stayed away from. There's some really bad stuff. And I know, and I think it's M-rated for a reason, right? Our kids should not be playing this stuff, right? 13. All right, well, yeah. Teenagers. So you're an adult. You can make that decision for yourself. Right. But if an eight-year-old gets a hold of that, are you, would you be okay with that? No. No, absolutely not. I don't think I think that's okay. wrong with what's wrong with our society. And it's kind of funny. I just saw somebody in walgreens today and i looked at her and i thought to myself you are raising the next generation of a knucklehead <laughs> wow wow yeah, judgmental mike coming out this is rare what, what happened no. there uh she so the kid wanted a toy and he's like and he, I mean, he's probably eight or ten years old and he's pretty young younger and she goes no i'm not giving it to you and he asked her three or four times and she said no and then finally he threw a fit and then she said i'll oh, just throw it in the cart and give it to me and then while she's standing there paying, she's trying to get 80% off of some chocolates, some chocolate-covered mm. cherries, right? It's because it was some kind of a discount sell. And she's so focused on getting 80% off of this $2.50 chocolate that her kid's like just die. He's begging for her attention. That's all it really was. He was begging mm. for attention. He wasn't even being rambunctious. He wasn't throwing anything. He wasn't causing any kind of trouble. He was just being a little eight-year-old kid, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Stop it! Stop it! I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation." And you know, he's he's doing things just to get her attention. And I'm like, "Yeah." I felt for that little kid. It broke my heart. Mm. And it broke my heart because I wasn't the best father for my own kid. So okay. I, I saw a lot of that, and I wish I could have. I, if there was anything in life, I wish that I could go back in time to when my kid was younger. And be able to do a lot of the things that I did differently. And one of them was stop and have a conversation with that kid. Like, hey, look, I'm having a transaction. Do you want to help me with this transaction with this person or include them or make them feel mm-hmm. heard? Or because you know, when he goes home, he's ignored the same way. You know, it's not just maybe I, so, yeah, I don't know that particular person's situation. I, I do know there's times when you're just like, I need to have my kid with me, I need to buy something at a store. And I need to focus on buying an item and I have to ignore my kid for a second. Yeah. Like you do want to have that moment and maybe that's an issue ongoing. I think a bigger issue is what you're saying is like, is that they caved in on the whininess. And so I think your responsibility in that situation, I, I think this is like a fail. I think that you needed to reach back into that cart as a helpful citizen and say, you know what? Your kid whined and groaned to get this. Don't give it to him. Yep. It's not worth it. I and did. then you put the item back on the shelf, Mike. I, I didn't put it back on the shelf, but I threw it across the store. <laughs> and, then I, and then I kicked over the candy aisle and yeah. I said, you're not getting any of these either. No. I'm not giving 80% off. I think you need to scold the mom yes. and just tell her it's like a teachable moment. Yep. There you go. That's, that been. <laughs> that's, my, that's my advice for the future. Here we go. Life lessons on the Pickers podcast. You thought that's you were right. turning that's in right. for some video game console advice. Anytime you have a chance to scold somebody, anytime you have a chance to give unsolicited advice, especially at a grocery store where they're just strangers, just take it, right? Yep. <laughs> Preferably in Walmart. The people that shop are shopping at Walmart in their pajamas are more likely to take the advice that you're trying to give them on right. parenting. <laughs> pajamas. You're so funny with that much more receptive uh, i think if you can apply what we learned in our last episode from michelle mm-hmm. i'm not afraid of you i think <laughs> you gotta anytime you can pull that out you just gotta yes, get, get after it you do <laughs> yeah you know i have been grumpy for the last couple of days and uh i saw so i've held my tongue a lot i i wanted to say something to this lady it's just 
but that's not your place it's not your place yeah i think you did fine by not saying anything so. it, is, it is our place to help people in our community be better people like you don't need not, to be buying not 14 un- chocolates unsolicited advice getting in the in the fray <laughs> with a kid unsolicited advice yeah. you know with the parent man like you don't know what's been going on you don't know their history i would not do that unless the kid is causing damage destruction or something going on there i think yeah. you got to just step back and affecting you that's something how it affecting goes. you yeah i know yeah no, so uh, yeah. So, how did we get onto Walgreens and the kid? How did we get over there? I don't know, man. But it was good stuff. So, did I hit? Did I get to all the questions you had? I mean, we're to be honest, we're scratching the surface. I've given some specific things, but like I'm intentionally leaving things general because I think they're applicable to multiple types of things, multiple types of systems or accessories. Yeah. And so, Are yeah, there- I think when in doubt, you can just look stuff up, though. You know, just look stuff up. Check you do. it out. Just pull out your phone. Pull out your phone. It's yeah. just not in uh, the Denver area or the Denver area because they have horrible cell phone service over in that area. Mm. And you, you won't be able to look anything up on the internet. I don't live in the Denver area. I'm, I'm south of Denver in Castle Rock in a so, much more beautiful spot. So if yeah. you live in the beautiful spot of Castle Rock, you'll have no cell phone service. You have to enjoy mm. the nature so you can't look anything it's pretty up. Pretty true. It's pretty true. Yeah. So is there something when you're at these cells, is there something when you go out on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m., coffee in hand, that you are looking for? Is there one particular system that you're looking for? Um, Is there one? I mean, I like the Nintendo stuff, I guess. I liked, yeah. I mean, really the, the gold mine is if you can find it, somebody's selling a system with a bunch of games and you can identify that some of the games are valuable, mm-hmm. but the whole thing. So you're getting, you know, you're spending on one transaction, you're getting five to eight listings mm-hmm. on eBay because you know you can part it out. And I think going back to my original story where I bought that Game Boy Advance and it had some games with it, like I just packaged the whole thing together. I didn't know what I was doing. So some of those games might have been very valuable and I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But. Like now I've learned just to kind of like check every accessory, check everything just to see if it's, you know, worth something. So if there was one system that I could find that I like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I would say it'd be like an older Nintendo system with a bunch of games. Okay. That's what I would would love to find something like that. And probably like a Super Nintendo or like a Nintendo 64. Uh, They made so many of those original Nintendos that like a lot of those game cartridges individually, some of them are valuable, but they're not, they're less than you'd think they would be. Okay. Good advice. Yeah. So like, for, for example, the- I've got I've got a couple that didn't sell at all. I've got you know, I've got some on our thumbnail this week. They're just yeah, they're not sellable. Oh, gotcha. All yeah. right. So how about the other game systems like PlayStation, Xboxes, so particularly the newer ones that have hard drives inside of them? I can't remember if I was mm-hmm. talking to you about it or somebody else, but I know people that will actually buy those, or if somebody's just giving them away, they're in a free pile. They'll take them, they'll open them up, and they'll sell the mm. hard drives, you know, because they could be pretty big, you know, one terabyte, 500 gigabytes, something like that, hard drives. Yeah. Are you doing anything like that? No, I, I know you can do make money doing that, and certainly, like, you're going to save weight on the shipping and stuff, but I just test out to see if it works, and if it doesn't work, and then I can, and then this is where it takes some time. You've got to look on the screen. It takes a minute to set, especially the newer stuff, takes a minute to see if it works. Mm-hmm. Then once you find out that it works, you got to find the right screen, like what's the storage. And then you've got to, I don't know. One tip is like once you found the storage, take a picture of it so you don't forget. Take a picture of it working so that way you have evidence that it's like a working system mm-hmm. when you're selling it. People like to see the 
the evidence there. And yeah, but there's not, yeah, I'm not parting it out quite to that extent. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. You know, I, was, uh, I bought some fuses, some house fuses, the old style. Uh, there are a couple of them were the screw in type and a couple of them were the blade or not the blade type, but the tube types. Okay. And kind of like what you're saying, look for what you're get what you're buying it in because it was in a fishing tackle box that I'm going to be able to sell for more than, you know, not only did I score on all the fuses that I bought, but the tackle box is actually going to be able to bring me 20 or 25 bucks too that it was mm. packaged in. So, yeah. And I don't even think the lady at the yard sale knew, you know, even considered that it was in a tackle box. Right, right, right. Yeah. Good no, advice. good call. That's yeah, did you sell that? That's the key. Did you sell that laundry basket that you got all that video game console stuff in <laughs> when we were together? Uh, I think that got thrown away pretty fast. Oh no! Old cruddy laundry basket. Eh, yeah, it's probably not what you want. All right. Um. <laughs> that's good. Good tip right there. If you get an old laundry basket as part of the deal, it's okay to throw some things away. Or I, I might have donated, donated that one. I don't know. Maybe that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all those tips, but, man. I feel like yeah. I, well, well, how many tips is that? Do you think? Like, do you think we got more than ten tips out of that? Oh yeah, there was there was okay. more. I didn't I didn't keep notes. I I don't think I could type and talk at the same time. I thought it be. I'm just yeah estimating because we got to have. We don't want to have a clickbait title, Mike. We need to have a title that is true to form, and we've got ten tips that might help you sell some video games. So ten we'll of the best tips on sourcing video games and consoles. Right, right. Right. But I don't want you passing stuff up anymore. I want you, if it's cheap, just buy it. And if you're not sure, you can give me a call or text me and then we'll see what happens. I will because, you know, I did, something I picked up from you was like those remote controls. I would have passed up that box and never even looked at it to begin with. Right. But I know that you've sold some, some, uh, some remote controls. So it's really got my eye fixated on that. Well, one, I sold one recently. It wasn't that much money. It was just part of a box that had other goodies in it. Mm-hmm. So, and I've sold the other goodies for way more. I just was like, well, I might as well check the remote controls. Great tips. Ooh, yeah, I think we're good. That was good. That was a good number of tips. I think enough helpful stuff for everybody. So, Did you like it? I like it. I think, fellow pickers, it's time to find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling unless you're picking up the Super Nintendos. Mm-hmm.